taste sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Hey darling, sleeping on the black top Hey darling, running through the trees, honey Hey darling, leaving for the next town all right, guys, we are back with episode 19 of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. I am Shane Poor here as always with Christian Gardner. Howdy, howdy. And we have another member of the team making his first appearance on the podcast today. We've got Matthew McKinney here with us today. What's happening? What's up, buddy? I'm glad to have you here today. And we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to start out with a little introduction to Matthew, who he is, and basically all your outdoor experience and stuff. And then we got some other stuff to get into today. But, uh, why don't you just start out telling us a little bit about yourself? All right, I'm Matthew McKinney. Uh, I'm a contractor, but uh, deer hunting's basically what I've done my whole life, or hunting in general. But uh, deer is one of my main passions, especially with a bow. But uh, I'm a turkey hunter also. But uh, hey, you usually pretty hard on them turkeys too, ain't uh, you? Yeah, I, I, I like to think I am, but I've tried <laughs> to take Christian for the last two years and. He showed me how bad I really am. <laughs> I thought I was somewhat of a guide, but I don't think so. Yeah. I got him an opportunity, but uh, yeah, screwed that one up. We didn't connect. Yeah, screwed that one up. Luckily, the whole world got to see that on season <laughs> yeah. one of that holler hunters. Yeah. It happens. It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, especially with turkey hunting, it seems like, or at least with me, I miss way more with turkeys than I do anything else. It just yep, it's part of it. I reckon. Well, turkey I hunting, guess. you can find yourself in situations that. You can't prep for. No. I mean, every time you think they're coming in exactly where you want it to be, pull her on up there close to yeah. you. There you go. There you go. Every time you think it's they're exactly where you want them to be, they end up behind you. Oh, yeah. I yep. mean, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, and somebody that's not, not knocking on Christian but an experienced killer, it's hard to it's hard to prepare them for what a turkey can do to yeah. you. It's oh, hard yeah. for somebody that's done it a long time. They can, right. they can pull some random stuff. I well, and... It's hard to describe the the feeling and the emotion, and everything when a turkey's coming in on you, and just kind of what you experience when you have one at thirty yards gobbling at you. Oh yeah, you don't expect it to be that loud and that just shaking the earth. I mean, literally. Well, that Tacticam footage of Cody killing his first turkey was—I'm telling you, dude—you can't even imagine how close that turkey was. Like, yeah, I'm gonna say fifteen feet the first time it gobbled when it was close. Oh, I, yeah. could, I could see his heart beating and his. In his hat moving on his head. I didn't, I didn't know if he's going to hold it together, but he done real good. But Gosh. It was definitely, uh, it was in your face. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, that's why we love it. No, oh, yeah. That's why we love it. Yeah, it's, it's like I say, it's easily become my favorite thing to do. Oh, you've been I didn't kill one yet, and I'm still. Yeah, you've been hung up, up on turkey hunting all year. That's it. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think that has been my topic of conversation every podcast for the last, what, five episodes? <laughs> so... We were in the middle of November, and he's talking about turkey hunting. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah. yeah um, well, well, whenever we was bear hunting, I was telling you about it. I was like, as soon I ain't as, been able to shake it. I mean, I'm dying to go. As soon as I get a picture of them, usually this time of year is when they start showing up anyhow. Yeah. And yeah. I'm done with the deer. I'm done with the bear. I'm ready for some gobbling. Yeah. Oh, we've I had mean, them strutting in South Carolina for two months. Yeah. I, I mean, got a picture just the other day of one strutting, which is random for up here. But yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I mean, I've even taken it to the case. I'm losing weight and everything for the, for this season. <laughs> You're motivated, huh? I am 100% motivated. I mean, two pounds ain't much, but hey, it's we're getting somewhere. <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Lay off a of Debbie cakes at night, and it'll help a little uh, bit. It won't hurt nothing. No, right. it won't hurt nothing. 
Well, Matthew, we want to start out talking about how this season went for you. Deer uh, hunting and bear hunting both. All right. Deer season was a bust for me. I um not saying I I had some deer on camera, but all I had the biggest deer I had was like a hundred and thirty inch and I basically it was a four year old, so I didn't want to kill it. And yeah. uh uh me and my wife hunted I hunted a good bit with her, but as far as me in the I never hunted a single time in North Carolina. Dang. Now I went to uh Ohio and hunted on some public ground and hunted two days uh daylight till dark never saw a thing third morning started off i saw a couple bucks then i saw four does and then i saw a really nice shooter and i fouled it up i shot a tree and then got another air on and he ended up coming right under the stand and i still screwed it up i hit him low in the shoulder so that pretty much ended my season right there that was it Dang. I, I looked for him for two more days but that was uh I showed Christian some pictures of my yeah. pants up there. I'm telling you, it's briary. And it's I, rough. I didn't, have, country. I didn't have anything left. But I did look. I, I done my part. I looked real hard. But I don't know just what. Just wasn't I, a fatal shot. Not, I don't think so. Or I don't know. The deer sounded terrible trying to, to get away. You know, he. I sat there in the stand for about 10 minutes. And every time he started to move, I could hear him. It sounded like he's tearing the world down. Yeah. Which I know I broke this, the shoulder that I shot him on. And I'm pretty sure that I may have broke the other side because he was he was not doing good, but I done everything I could to try to find him. And I was about a mile and a half deep on some public land, and I was hunting about a hundred yards from from some private, and I didn't want to push the deer onto the private. So yeah, yeah. I tried to hang back, and I gave him that whole day, and went back the next day, but I didn't do me no good. Yeah, I couldn't find nothing, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's rough. You hate to lose one. Uh, I mean, it just for past for the sake of you as a hunter, for the sake of the animal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, but I don't care how big it was or nothing. I don't want to shoot one and not be able to to follow it up and get it. Yeah, absolutely, right. but, absolutely. Well, and they're a tough animal. I mean, oh gosh, yeah. I've got video of one back here at the house that he got shot high shoulder with something, and I mean, it's a nasty wound, and he's fine. Yeah, he comes to the feeder every night. I mean, he's in there every night. Oh yeah. So it's amazing what they can survive. I mean, it really is. Well, what about bear season? How did it go for you this we, year? We had a we had a really good bear season. It was uh, seemed like the dogs were really in tune. Those boys had everything going good, and uh, I ended up killing one in the second season. And I videoed uh, Wiseman killing one in the first season, which was really cool video. Yeah, actually, it's pretty sweet for a cell phone. Of course, I had my real camera in the in the vehicle and. Uh, Got about 100 yards from vehicle, and I was like, nah, we ain't going to do nothing today. And, of course, I ended up front and center <laughs> with one. Would have been awesome. But I did get it on the cell phone. But no, overall, we had a really good season. We uh, A lot of kids got to kill some bears, and uh, pretty much the whole whole crowd about tagged out. So, yeah, yeah. it was a good year. Well, that's sure. awesome. That's awesome. Anytime you can get in front of a bear with a camera, it's because I mean, there's a lot more challenge to that. Yeah, there's more. It's hard enough to get think. in front of one period, and then right. getting one with a camera. I mean, yep, it's tough. It makes for a really tough situation. It makes for little some funny videos, though. Yeah, definitely. You'll see a lot of that. We've got a lot of those videos coming out pretty yeah. soon, so it it'll be interesting. Well, plus we got your Ohio trip on video so we'll be able to uh, put we, that out there do without that. <laughs> <laughs> I did, did you did you get that on camera the shot on camera i got the first shot um the buck was trailing the does and he came he was coming super fast and i was being lazy you know I, for some reason i was just like oh, it's probably a spike or four point and yeah i wasn't really 
game on and I reached over and got my bow and when, when I turned back and looked I could see his feet coming the way the does did and uh, as soon as he stuck his head out I was like oh lord I ain't you know I am not prepared but I did have the <laughs> camera on and I got it swung just a little bit and he was moving quick and I got him stopped but I hit a tree the first shot I really don't know what I done I can't explain it I shot about two inches to the right of where I should have but it didn't uh it definitely didn't pan out yeah right was it a big deer yeah it was i'd say he was 140s gosh almighty yeah he was he was a solid deer he had uh big old dark bases and the further out his horns they got more they were white yeah real dark at the base and white on the tips but and he had a split on one g2 i do know that but Hmm. the video i forgot to hit my tacticam right i had a killer video on it but no well part of it <laughs> yeah I, I have more trouble hitting those tacticam and gopro videos than yeah. i do the big camera the big camera is always in my mind yeah, yeah and i right. turn it on and then ready to go but i always have a hard yep. time i think the only time i turned my small camera on this year when a deer was in front of me was when i was videoing parker did yep. you get into that video though yeah i saw that had the second angle that was a sweet angle by did the it way. come out good yeah that was a sweet angle. i mean considering i was videoing out of a play set that was pretty pretty <laughs> yeah, tough pretty we, we were in the swing set on youth day whenever she shot and we had to crawl up the slide up I, I wrapped the swing set in camo and we had to crawl up the slide to get in the swing set that morning oh that's awesome but it, it was pretty neat yeah it made for a good video anyway it, it, was, it was interesting it would have made for a lot That'll... better video if she'd have closed the deal on that thing yeah <laughs> she'd have hit it yeah, yeah. 180 yard doing? yeah 180 yards is a stretch for that's, a seven year old yeah, that's, that's, that's a long there. shot all right, guys. Well, I think we've covered most of our topics to start off with. Uh, how far are we in? Uh, just a few minutes. We ain't far in at all. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break, and we will be back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? You get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax address where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property. Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. Heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property, because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. All right, guys. We're back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And, Matthew, how'd you do turkey hunting this past year? Uh, turkey season started off on fire for me. Um, first morning was a killer morning in Tennessee public land. Um, super cold, but I had a couple birds that I roosted the night before, luckily, in 40-mile-an-hour wind. and. <laughs> 18 degrees but they they gobbled and i kind of knew where to go it was a long walk got in there and they they read the script they done everything that you could ask for and i started off on fire there and then uh killed another one on tennessee public land about four days after that and uh there was two different birds we called one in killed it and then uh spooked that one off shot at it two or three times you can see that in one of the episodes it's it's pretty wild yeah and then call that bird back in and i killed it and uh then north carolina season right on track opening morning bird done exactly the only one i really knew where it was at it was supposed to be christian's bird but he ended up going on the 
strut masters yep. or that was the same day as the opening day here yeah so yeah 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 i had him one rounded up but it ended up being mine so <laughs> but it, it it was a it was a good season after that i i you know i only had one tag to fill in tennessee and one in uh north carolina and i ended up missing a turkey in both states uh but i had a good year i can't complain at all it was uh, action-packed compared to the couple years before man we're we're down in turkeys around here it's it's bad yeah. especially on this side of the county i talked to some people around other parts of the county and they said that their population's not too bad but man this side of the county and like the game lands down below us they're hard to find yeah. there are oh, yeah. not many turkeys left and everybody keeps talking about the coyotes and i mean yeah that's part of the problem but i swear the raccoons are more yeah. of a problem than the coyotes are they are they really well, sure. are i mean you look at our farm here we're we're hard on the coyotes we're mad at them and we take steps all year round to any time they show up they're gone within right. a week or so i'm not gonna say what we do but we get rid of them yeah but the raccoons eat us out of house and home up here and they're right. raiding the nest they're kit they're sucking the eggs i mean you don't get any babies yep i mean we've got I think five hens and one gobbler left on this farm is all we've gotten used to. You couldn't walk around this farm without falling over turkeys. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I've tried to tell Christian by taking him hunting. You know, if this had been 15 years ago, man, it's it's a whole different ball game. I'm so much more of a cautious hunter Yeah. now. you got to be. If, if I hear one gobble, I dang sure ain't going to try to get too close or – you know, I'm a lot more cautious about how I hunt than versus 15 years ago. Well, 15 years ago, you booger this one, you walk 200 yards, you're on another yeah, one. exactly. I mean, that's just... It's, right. a, it's definitely a lot tougher hunting, for sure. And there's a lot more people in the woods, man. There's more people than there's ever been that I that I can tell. Yeah. Especially right. public land. Yeah, I mean, it's hammered. Yeah. It, it gets pressured a lot. Now, Tennessee, is it a three-bird state? Yeah. Yep. Three-bird in North Carolina is a two. It was four until last year. They bumped it down. And there's actually some counties in Tennessee that they shut turkey season down last year. Really? Yeah. Yep. There, there was no open season because the numbers are so low. It's, yeah. It's kind of wild. Well, yeah. and you're going to see it more and more often, and not a lot's being done to kind of prevent the the problem with all this. I mean, the trapping's gone. Yeah. Nobody yep. traps anymore. Hide prices are gone. There's just not a whole lot of incentive to go after the animals that are the source of the issue. Yep. Right. And that's kind of, that's what's causing it to all spiral out of control, in my opinion. Right. I mean, there are studies being done all over the United States, because it's not just here. No. Hmm. I mean, turkey populations all over the United States are going down, and we kind of, when we were in high school, we were right in the kind of the golden age of turkey hunting. Yeah, because, I mean... It was such a success story, and there were so many people releasing birds and working on population numbers and doing stuff to grow right. the population. And then once they hit such a high number, everybody quit. Yep. Yep. And it may get back to the point where it's going to have to happen again. I mean, that's where organizations like NWTF come into play. You right. really need to, if you can, support those agencies or, or support those organizations because they're the only ones that are kind of on the forefront of this. Right. And, I mean, they're putting a lot of research. If you uh, – there's a guy that does uh, – he's on the Primos podcast quite a bit. I forgot his name. But he's a professor at Mississippi State. And he's basically like – everybody refers to him as the turkey doctor. I mean, he, he yeah. studies turkeys. He does Turkey Tuesday on Facebook and all this stuff. But he's putting in a lot of research and stuff trying to figure out what's going on, whether it's disease or predation or whatever it is. But – 
I mean, it's it's a problem. It really yeah. is, and as hunters, it's something we've got to kind of get in front of. Right, for sure. I mean, like I say, it's something that's been affecting everywhere across the U.S., Yeah. even to the point where one of the other things they're doing is bringing or moving up the opening date of, of their hunting seasons. Like Georgia completely... You mean pushing fun, it back later in the year? They pushed it back down, yeah. and well, even like South Carolina, you're only allowed to take... You know, one gobbler every 10 days or something now. Yeah, in the first 10 days. In the first 10 days. Yep. And then I think... Well, and they pushed the season back like three weeks. Right. They're trying to get out of the prime breeding period, and that right. way the, the gobblers have a chance to breed all the hens. And that's another thing, is they were saying that the where the populations are down, the breed rates are not as high. So yep. you got a lot of hens that are not getting bred. Yeah. And so... I think that's something uh, we're seeing a lot of, because I see a ton of birds, you know, single hens... Yeah, and come June when they should have a load of poults with them. Yeah, you see the same two hens in the same yard, and they yep. have yeah, no little they have ones. nothing. No little. I mean, ones. it's year after year now, and it that's a tall tale sign that something's going on. Yeah. yeah, and that I can't tell if it's not being bred or the nests are getting busted up. I I would yep. lean more towards the nest getting busted, but uh, it's hard to say. Well, I mean, right. when you're getting a trail camera picture of eight and ten raccoons at a time. Come spring, though they're going to be hungry. I've got yep. I've got a picture on my phone from about a month and a half ago, of sixteen in one picture. Yeah, yeah. And there's feet. no way a nest is going to survive that. Yeah. They yeah. they will find it. They're effective hunters. They are. Yeah. They're good at living. Yep. I mean, yeah. that's how they, they make a how living. To survive. Yep. <laughs> it comes down do. to that. So, but anyways, but so next thing, uh, twenty twenty two turkey season. It's you got uh, any big plans? No, nothing in the dead set, but uh, I was in the mind frame that I was going to get another notch in my uh, Grand Slam this coming year, but yep. I'm looking at maybe a Rio or maybe an Osceola, but Osceolas are hard to get a hunt and they're a little expensive, but yeah, I may I may lean more towards going to Kansas or upper into Texas or somewhere and try to get a Rio. I've already got a Merriam in Eastern. But uh, now, where did you go to kill your Mary? I killed one in uh, Nebraska. That's awesome. Yeah, I went two or three years ago, and uh, it was a killer hunt. I'd never been out west. That's a fur. That's as far west as I've ever been. But it was definitely a new experience. And those turkeys, man, I'm telling you, they're they're totally different. You, they might travel three or four or five miles in a day. Really? Oh yeah. And the turkey, you know, certain turkeys around here don't get off a of a hundred acres, but yeah, out there it was crazy. If you got behind one, you might as well find another one because that son of a gun is leaving the world. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it Gosh, was. That's it was awesome. it was fun hunting though. It was beautiful country. I had a killer time. That's awesome. Yeah. But now, yeah. as far as turkey season around here, we've got uh, on my cameras. I'm I'm seeing more gobblers uh, on the place that I've got than I have in the past five years. So. It's looking pretty positive. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Christian can skin one's head first day. God, I hope so. Well, last year you were all over them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, by yeah. yourself, hunting by yourself, you were all over them. You yeah, just... I got on them a handful of times, but I never could close the deal. Yeah, never, never could. could finish it. Yeah, I've, I, it's just that lack of experience, I believe. Yeah. Just because I haven't had that opportunity but the once with Matthew. Yeah. So getting in, that last step of being in shooting range is the only thing I'm missing somehow. Yeah, just they're just one little thing. Well, and yep. it's easy to do. You can get too aggressive, not aggressive right. enough. You got to be able to read the bird, yeah. right? That's, and that's, that's the one thing I'm. Yeah, that's sure. the only thing that you can 
The only way you can learn yeah. that is being out there. Yeah. Now, that's what killed me last year. Is I, I think I was under-aggressive because I didn't want to screw up the opportunity. Yeah. So, like, instead of completely going after, I just stop and think about it. Like, I think I'd rather be quiet and know where they're at than didn't completely want to call too much in one You're thing or right. another. Well, well you. you take into account where you were at when the action was going down. Those yeah. birds are pressured. I mean, they, yeah. hear, they hear somebody on a turkey call every day. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You done good to get in there and get as close as you did. And I mean, you had a good experience in that same. Oh yeah, same spot. We called it. Well, a long beard was gobbling good, and the Jake came down, and yep. you could see it. We just couldn't get a shot at it. But yep, that's a good area right there. We've killed several yep, turkeys for sure. There. I'd never hunted down there turkey hunting, yeah. and he. I was talking to him about it, and he's he couldn't go. I was wanting to go with him one morning. And he's like, you ought to go down there and try it. I mean, I, I kind of know the area, but I've never turkey hunted down there. And so I pulled up in the edge of a, a big open spot and got out of the truck. I didn't have, like, it was way after daylight. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll just walk out here and just call across big old field and up the hills and stuff and see if anything responds. I didn't have my gun on me. <laughs> didn't have my vest on or nothing. Son, I called and behind the truck across the way, there's one on top of the hill just went to hammering, and I turned around and looked, and that joker's running down the hill at me. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm standing there beside the truck like, well, ain't a lot I can do right now. Yep. And of course, he saw the truck and turned yeah, the inside out and left. Yeah. But I was like, good gracious. It was it yeah. was an experience. I'm, I'm excited to go back up there. I want to go up there this year and see what we can do because yeah. I, I killed a nice turkey up there on the – on that same property when was that christian two years ago yeah two years ago you were with me and i was i yeah. left you to yeah go we work. would hunt it all morning <laughs> all morning long i think it was the same morning we seen that jake i think wasn't it it was and, and uh, uh come lunchtime I was like well i gotta go to work and i was like well, i'm gonna stay in here a little while and uh i did <clears throat> i actually was gonna hunt there's two sides of this place mm-hmm. we on one side come off and i was gonna hunt the other side and you were leaving and I, how dude, far I, did you get down the road i was riding down the road maybe half a mile just on the edge of the government land and there's a little field there and i saw a turkey i really didn't know it was a gobbler but i stopped and tried to call christian my phone wouldn't work there's ain't no, no service there no uh-uh. service so i thought heck i ain't going to work if i just seen a turkey so i yeah i slipped <laughs> around <laughs> and made a big loop and got in there where i thought i should be and sure enough it was a gobbler and he he gobbled a couple times and then uh i ended up making a move on him and got him killed and it was the biggest turkey i ever killed in north carolina big old sucker that's awesome <laughs> yeah it was it was sweet that is awesome we need to get a couple of us and go to south carolina this year oh, yes yeah. for sure that lease we've got down there dude uh, I'm it's down. insane it's yeah. the damnedest thing you've ever seen in your life as far as turkey population that's awesome i that's mean crazy. it's it's ridiculous i went down there two years i've only turkey hunted that lease we've only had that lease for like three years i've turkey hunted it one morning yeah and the whole time i was fighting the coyotes but I walked out there, and I didn't know where to go. Like, this is right after we got the lease. I just kind of walked out in the cow pasture blind, stood beside a tree, and it started getting daylight, and I hit a call, and I've never been so torn about which direction to go <laughs> because you've got turkey, 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 turkey oh, in every direction. Problem. Yeah, it's like, which way do I go? I mean, you don't know yeah. which direction to go, and it was it was nuts. You, I've never hit a call and heard 20 25 birds on a roost yeah all in different places i'll tell you something about hunting that country too versus being a mountain hunter is you get in that flat country and they start gobbling on the roost i couldn't tell you which direction one is i've hunted in south carolina and 
have four goblin on the roost and I just have to sit down because I don't know which way to go because yep. I can't pinpoint one. Yep. You know, if it unless it's on another ridge like up here, I know where it's at. Yeah. Down there, it's totally different. It's not too bad where we're at because we're in upstate and it's oh, yeah. hill country, yeah. but it's not completely flat. But you still have the same way because the sound carries so oh, far. Yeah. Yep. I've hunted the swamps down there and good grief. It, in the mornings, I've had turkeys fly from eight, 900 yards away and they just fly from tree to tree to tree. And, you know, I had an old man that was telling me what was going on. Yeah. If I'd been hunting on my own, I would have screwed up more turkeys than I could ever kill. <laughs> he said, son, just sit down here. He said, he's coming through the trees. He ain't on the ground yet. And I said, coming through the trees? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> sure enough, son, you'd see one come in, you know, 300 yards. You'd see it fly from tree to tree, and then it'd pitch down to the ground, and here they'd come. That's crazy. It's crazy. We've got a big field down there. It's planted in wheat, and they plant it right around the first of the year so around end of february first part of march oh yeah it ain't nothing to go into that big wheat field and you can count 150 turkeys in that oh, field it's insane that's more than what's in this county yeah, yeah. it's insane <laughs> literally it's nuts it's crazy oh my gosh but yeah so, there ain't no choice we have to go down there at some point we planned we on to. it last year and then they changed the season on us and yep. i mean with my work that's kind of our busy right. time of year so it kind of gets screwed up but it used to open the 15th now of here, March, on, yeah. On private yeah. land, yeah. And April 1st on public. And they moved it to like the second week right. of April or something like that. Now, now only zones three and four opens up early. Well, yeah. I'll be dang. Yeah. It, hmm. Which don't get me wrong, I'd like to find a place there too, but I'm working on that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it would Maybe be nice. Possibly. To, well, it's a lot warmer down there too. I mean, you right. can get down there early and get on birds quicker. Right. Yeah, I'll definitely want to go to Florida, though. It, op- it opened up March 5th in the southern part of Florida. Yeah. And I figured, well, it's either Daytona or turkeys. If you've got Single a good... Turkeys. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a good private land piece you've got access right. to down there is the key because, right. I mean, everybody is trying to finish that Grand Slam, and Osceola is the, kind of the hardest one to do. Right. And it's not that the bird i mean the birds are harder to hunt but it's the space is so limited oh, right you're limited to basically florida yeah i mean that's basically well and the, not even the southern end of florida because you right. get up in the northern end you get back into the eastern yeah yep and so you're either gonna have to pay a guide a big chunk of money or you go find your private ground like unless you have a relationship with somebody public ground down there gets beat to death yep. oh, yeah it i does. mean it gets destroyed yeah, I mean the hunting public went down there last year and they had an awful time. Yeah, yep. I mean, everybody last year had a bad time. Yeah, like between Culpepper and what else, everybody that went down there, everybody had a really rough. Well, time they last were probably year. hunting private land, wasn't they? Uh, they hit a lot of game lands too. Did they? Yeah, I tell you, COVID. You know, as bad as we hate to say it, it played into that too. Because man, there right. was a lot of people in the woods that normally were at work. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it's a great thing and it's also a, a rough thing too. Well, it makes know? it harder when you're hunting, but you got to think we need as many people out there as possible to keep license sales up and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yep. Because yep. we it's talked a, about that on the last podcast. Right. If you get down with license sales, then they're going to start taking hunting rights. Exactly. Yep. I mean, because there's nobody to fight them. Yep. But, uh, well, speaking of turkey season, we got a little something to announce, too. Go ahead. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. I was looking on the paper to see... That's where we're at, ain't it? Yeah, that's where we're that's at. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. We just announced the 2022 Kids Turkey Day, yep. Kids Turkey Hunt. We done it last year, and uh, this year we put it in, in Justin's name. It's, yep. it's named after Justin Johnson. You know, we lost him back in June last year, I think it was. Yep. 
and uh it's going to be a it's going to be a big deal uh we're going to give out it's <clears throat> give a rundown of what it is we're going to have a setup to where on you opening day of youth season north carolina go out hunt kids go out and hunt kill their turkey bring it in we're going to score it by nwtf rules yep we're giving away first second and third for big bird meaning average of the weight long uh the beard and the spurs yep and uh, we're also going to give out first for longest beard and first for longest spurs. That doesn't have to do with the big bird. Yep. So, like, if you finish first, second, or third for the big bird, you're, you're, not, you're done. Yeah, you're not part. eligible for the other two. Right. That way, give out as many prizes as possible. Plus, we're going to have a calling competition. Uh, we're still working on the details and rules for that, but I'm sure there's going to be tons of prizes there. Yep. And we've already got a lot of people donating prizes and stuff, so we'll have a lot of... Yeah, door prizes do and stuff. Door prizes hour. and raffle tickets and yep, the whole maybe night. do a fifty-fifty split pot deal. That'd be good. Yep, so it'll be it'll be a big deal. We're gonna have it at the historic Cranberry High School this year on April the second of twenty twenty-two. Is that right? Yeah, April. I have no idea. I hadn't looked yeah. at the dates, but it's first Saturday in April. Yeah, April second, twenty twenty-two, for the second annual <laughs> Kids Turkey Day. You got to start but, uh, somewhere. Yeah, that's it. Yep, April the second. But it should be a pretty good deal. We've got everything rolling right now. Uh, you can go on our website and check it out. You can register online, or you can register in person at Mountaineer Outfitters or at Elk River Supply. Yeah, one thing about this, guys, you have to be registered before the day of the hunt. Uh, yes. You I have think to the, pre-register for the I think the we've event. got it set for like March 27th right now. Yep. Like the week before. Yep. So, so you got to pre-register. <clears throat> it's $10, but... That just makes it fair. Right. Makes it where you don't have a lot of sandbaggers. Right. But kids will get to eat free. Yep. Um, pretty sure we're going to have barbecue again. We're working out a couple of small details, so that ain't in stone. But we do know kids will eat for free. That's, the cook and, said uh, that's in stone. He said you just did, tell him where to be. Yeah. You, bueno. Yeah, the cook said it's it's happening. Bueno, that's so, in stone. Yeah, he that, said you just tell him where to be and he'll be there. Happen live. That's what I like to hear. I was talking to Benny the other day and he said, you just let me know on the turkey hunt. We're ready to go. Me Bam. and Buzz had a... That's what, we had, that's what I had planned and yeah. figured. I just needed to <clears throat> finalize He said him it. and Buzz had a ball last year. I'm looking forward to I mean, to had it. a ton of fun. It's, old Benny's a good man to have on that deal. Cause yes, he, sir. He's guaranteed going to be there and he'll be involved and... Right, he's a, he's a killer guy. He's a dandy. Yep, for sure. So yeah, so, I, I didn't know if I'd mentioned that to you. You had yeah. not. So yeah, yeah. the cook set. The Bam. cook is there. He's, he he just the, said, "Tell him where to be and when to be there." So might be the best part of the whole day. <laughs> well, <laughs> good I mean, barbecue. Son Parker didn't quit talking about it all year. We were yeah. <laughs> we had killed a bear down in the gorge, Matthew. We were down in the bottom end of the gorge, and he looks at Parker and he said, "Parker, what do you think about this?" She said. Benny, it's lunchtime. You didn't bring any barbecue down here, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> that's into, a, into that's, the bottom yeah, of the gorge. into the bottom of the gorge. She said, no, honey, I reckon we can chop some of this bear up. And she said, well, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she don't, that's, all, that's how she knows Benny is, Benny and yep. the barbecue. So. I mean, that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we're, we're getting everything rolling for that. Uh, we're going to be advertising a lot here next couple of weeks and uh yeah there are going to be a lot more details coming out on that and yeah but it's going to be a good time just come out and bring the kids out and let them do the calling competition even if you don't kill a bird yeah still come out and let them do the calling competition we'll have music there maybe some cornhole boards or something just to keep people entertained while right. while we're waiting plenty and, of stuff to do we're going to have yeah. some more small events that's going to be announced in the coming weeks you know there's going to be a handful of things i believe we've got a bb gun shoot we're going to try to do yeah, I mean, so there's gonna be ha- there's gonna be a lot of activities, plenty of stuff to keep kids entertained and and, and 
going throughout the day. Yeah, and everything except for the food's going to be outside. Yep. So as far as staying safe, wear your mask if you want to, but right. everything's going to be outside. It's going to be spread out. Yeah. And that way everybody's for a good day. Yeah, everybody's safe. We were able to do it last year, and to my knowledge, nobody got sick or anything Mm-mm. like that. We didn't have yep. any hiccups. So. It's a wonderful thing to have. I mean, anytime yep. you can get the kids involved, that's what right. we're trying to do is just get them out, get them hunting, and develop right. that love for the sport that we all have. Yep. And one of the best things to me that, that we're doing is the mentor hunts. There, we've got a handful of people we've talked to. Explain what that is. Go ahead. And that So for anybody that's not an experienced hunter or don't have a place to hunt or, or just don't hunt, this is who we're really trying to reach out to because, to be honest with you, I was that kid. Yeah. They didn't have nobody to go to, and if I'd have known about it, I would have jumped all over this. Yeah. You know, and then I'm, pl- I'm sure there's plenty of other kids that want to hunt, that want to get out there and turkey hunt, and this, that, and the other, but either their parents don't go or don't know how or whatever the case may be. So we're going to offer mentored hunts, meaning we're going to have somebody here that's ready to take somebody on public land. It'll mm-hmm. be public land only, so your chances aren't great, but, I mean, you get to go and experience it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's always a chance. Oh, yeah. So, well, and especially with our guys, if it's right. guys from our team, they're all good turkey hunters. Right. Everybody, everybody we're going to have is going to be a good turkey hunter. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it that way. So that way, kids that don't have that opportunity normally have that chance. Yeah. So even if they don't kill anything, at least they get to go and experience it. And, of course, like I say, we do have the calling competition, which anybody can do. Yep. We had kids last year, I don't think it ever had a call in their hands at all ever they still had a good time and they had a blast doing it and they won prizes it was pretty entertaining it definitely was that it was definitely entertaining Uh, they all had a good time yeah yeah so and i just want to mention one thing this is not limited to north carolina no it's not even though it is north carolina you season opener tennessee season is open yep tennessee's open i think tennessee regular season opens that same weekend it it does yeah and uh Ever, I think we're one of the last states to open, you know, around here. I think Virginia yeah. opens the same time. So any states, anybody around at all, yeah, you, you can drive here, you're more than welcome it to just, enter. It has to be a legally taken bird yep. by someone 17 years or younger. Yep, 17 that years and older has to be taken younger. by your state. 17 and younger. what I say? You said 17 and older. You know what I meant. Yep, 17 <laughs> and younger. I'm just I'm trying to make younger. sure everybody yeah, knows. Yep, thanks. I do appreciate that. Yep, no problem. But, but uh, yeah, it has to be killed by a child, youth. Yep, for sure. But it, it's going to be great. It's it. Don't be toting your two month old in here telling us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not let's not do that one. <laughs> I saw on uh, South Carolina has a youth day today. Yeah, youth deer hunt day. Yeah, and I saw a guy post this morning in the South Carolina Trophy Hunters Facebook page. He's like, <laughs> I can't get this two month old to quit crying in a blind. Anybody got any suggestions? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> But, uh, gosh. But anyway, I'm excited about it. It's, yeah, it's, I'm excited about it, too. It should be a pretty good one. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, guys, we're going to get into our next topic here. Um, this has been a really big topic in the hunting industry news this week, and it's been a really controversial subject over the last couple of years because of how <clears throat> available and common these cameras are. But we have had two states ban the use of trail cameras, Um uh, completely yeah entirely yeah they i think it's from the month of july to january 1st or something like that yep and it's arizona and utah yep arizona was first and then i'm not sure how long ago that was it wasn't too awful long ago yeah and then utah just passed it a couple days ago yeah 
like recent recent yeah and they have completely banned the use of trail cameras for hunting purposes they are hiding behind the excuse of it's no longer sportsman like right no longer no longer fair chase which um i don't know how i feel about that well i don't know here's my thing about it i understand where they're coming from in the idea of out there their food sources are way more limited and the biggest thing the water sources are extremely limited out there right and people are using these trail cameras on those water sources to find but here's the thing it's not like they're the trail cameras not killing an animal you still have to be there and execute the shot be able to get in close on the animal and i think it's more directed toward elk than anything i think that's where their biggest concern is but if you look at it from the side of conservation or from the side of management right it's going to tell you where your most mature animals are right and i'm not against that i have no problem with that at all no now I, if they had limited it to <clears throat> cell cameras or I think the um, the term that the Boone and Crockett Club used was uh, real-time cameras. Yeah. yeah. I could understand that. Right. Like getting a picture on your phone, that helps there sneaking in. in and killing it. But still at that point, you still there have You still to, have so many factors that you have to successfully accomplish yeah, and to es- make sure this happens. And especially with elk, I mean... A lot of it's with archery equipment. Right. You're having to spot and stalk this animal. You've got to get the wind right. You've got to be able to navigate the train to get around right. on them. And one little swirl of wind and that animal's gone. Right. I don't care what kind of camera you've got there. It's not like it's lassoing it and holding the damn thing so you can go in there and right. shoot it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I can see. And where this really gets into a touchy subject is, one, it's them. And we may overlook it because it don't really affect us there. Yeah. You know, because most of us ain't, you know, for the most part, people ain't going to go out there and hunt that for people local or might have that lucky opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But where it's really going to affect everybody is now more states are looking into it. And maybe not the trail camera side of it, but it a lot of states are looking into the cell cam side of it well, for sure. Well, the problem is when you're passing new laws, you have to, most of them look back on legal precedent. They yeah. look back to what has been passed before this and how did this work for them and stuff. And this is this is setting them up where they can say this has been done in other states successfully. Mm-hmm. Let's move this to the east coast and start doing right. it with whitetail. And it's just another thing that bothers me about it. It's a stepping stone. Yep. It is just you let them start banning one thing, and it's the same argument when you get to gun laws. Yep. Yep. You let them take one thing, they're going to try to take the next thing and the next thing. Before you know it, they've got it all. Right. What what stops them from saying, well? We don't feel like modern centerfire rifles are sporting to use on our elk herd anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, and in that case, they take your rifles. And a boy that was in here earlier today hunts. He's got a lease where you can only use a twenty-two caliber or below rifle that's rimfire or muzzleloaders or shotguns or archery right. equipment in the south. This isn't right. in the Midwest. This is in the south. This is in North Carolina. A yep. couple of municipalities passed this law. Yep, and it's just it's it's government overreach is yep. all it is. And I once mean, you just, can find a way to have no legitimate use of a rifle, guess what's next to go? Get rid of the rifles. Get There's rid no of the rifles. There's no use to have them. Yep. 
So Which, that's a completely different, totally argument. different subject. Yeah. But that's exactly where this leads to. But yeah, you let them take one thing. What's to stop them from taking the next thing? Right. And one thing we're dealing with in the South is the ban of deer attractants. Yep. Deer urine. Yep. North Carolina went synthetic only. Yep. South Carolina done it a couple of years ago. They, I read a study. Um, I would love to know who done this study, but it was one of the deer labs. The protein that spreads CWD, it would take, it said something like 50,000 gallons of processed deer urine to have enough of that protein to infect one deer. Yep. And it would have to be poured out in one spot. Yep. It was either like 50 or 30,000 gallons. It was, yep. it was it's a ridiculous an number. Yeah, it's more than a bottle of friggin' Tinks. Right. Yep. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Right. And when you're spraying deer urine out, how many times does that deer come in contact with it? I mean, unless right. you've got a, a dripper over a scrape or something, the deer usually don't come into contact, direct contact with right. what you're spraying out. Yeah, I agree. Yep. But it's just, it's another, it's another opportunity for people that are hiding behind the the disguise of sportsmanship right. or fair chase to be able to take more hunting rights. Yep. Easily. And that kind of opens up the fact of what we said with Boone and Crockett. It's yeah. even got to the point now to where Boone and Crockett now says that it's not fair chase to them. Yeah. Shortly after this had been released, I found another article, and I didn't think it was a coincidence, that Boone and Crockett has... Um, went back and revisited what makes a deer eligible or ineligible or a bear or a cougar or an elk or anything yep. else any game harvested animal and they have what they call a roster of ineligibility now a roster roster because yeah. it's a list of things that no longer make these animals eligible to be in for right. the boone and crockett books it's right. basically you're not cool enough to be in our club anymore yeah is what it is it, it's not enough for you to go out and kill a freaking 200 inch deer now we're going to have a, a complete set of rules that even though you're abiding by the game laws that's not good enough for them no and it's bullshit it's our own the, i mean the boone and crockett club should be in the in the favor of the sportsman right i mean we're, be. it should be in the favor of the industry we're all in this together right but, but instead it, it's, it's imploding from the inside out i mean yep. exactly what we've preached every single episode seems like but the the but, latest one is the use of cell cameras yeah uh, they announced this back in the summer that if you kill a deer and you have used the aid of a cell camera to kill this animal you're not eligible for boone and crockett yep at all which is whatever right i mean i don't feel the need to see my name in a book right if you look at a lot of the the bigger hunting personalities you look up lee Lakoski and see how many times yeah. his name's in the boone and crockett book oh, right yeah yeah it ain't right i mean you look at guys that kill those big deer regular their name's not there they don't care i mean right. when it comes down to it this is just another freaking club that's in my opinion they're playing the damn holier than thou card yeah i mean it's just that's what it boils down to it's what it boils down I mean, to and where where it also opens up to another <laughs> subject of this is like you say with bear not only that but bear and cougar that opens up into the tracking devices yeah yeah they said if it, if the aid of a gps tracking device if you're hunting with dogs has been used to track the dogs you are not yep. eligible for boone and crockett club yep and so if you've used your garmin to keep track of your dogs because you don't want your dogs running off in the middle of friggin' nowhere and we'll run them into a road to get run over yeah you're not eligible. You're not eligible. Yeah, and in that article, that just don't make a whole lot of sense because they were saying it was lawful 
to be able to keep your dogs at a distance or know where they were. But if you use that to find the dog's treed, yeah. Now what is the difference? Yeah, what, you can right, you, you can it use it to know where the dogs are, but it better not tell you that they're yeah, treed. I mean, yeah, come can't on. Tell you as that. soon as you see your dog is stopped, oh, I you've went across off. the line. Yeah. Yep. 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 Turn it off. You've done screwed. Just, yep. Can't use it. That's not very logical. I just don't make it. It isn't at all. And what it really hurts is the fact that they're going to. I feel like it's eventually going to be used to do away with that entirely. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's been that's another thing that's been hit on in some states is the fact of using these tracking devices and that's one of the biggest thing with bear hunting that anti-bear hunters grasp onto is the fact of people using tracking devices here's the other thing there's a facebook group for the gorge it's like linville gorge wilderness lovers or something Mm -hmm. like that and you see them on there bitching all the time oh these terrible terrible bear hunters have left the dog down in the gorge and it's going to starve to death yeah and then on the other hand they're saying well you shouldn't use that gps to find your dogs because that's not right. fair that's to not the bear. sportsman like. all right well you're gonna have to make up your damn mind do you want me to right. keep up with the dogs or do you want me not to right because i mean which that side is, of the fence you going to sell yeah on? at this point that is the most effective way to do it right now i remember when we had the old tracking boxes with the big antennas yeah, you have to go out. yeah yeah but I mean, they they work to some degree, right. but in areas like the gorge down there with all those cliffs and stuff, you could not get a beep on a dog down there. No, and it's very hard to. That's for there's sure. times you yep. can't get a freaking GPS signal on a dog exactly. down in there. Exactly, right. and it's it's just ridiculous. You've got to make up your mind if you're on the other side of the aisle, which they know what they're doing. Right, they want it all taken. Right, so they're going to fight it. They're going to fight it from both sides and work away the center is what they're doing. Yep. But it just, it really, it bothers me that a club like the Boone and Crockett Club right, would stand behind are, are that, getting on board yeah. to make it make it harder. And I understand they're wanting it to just be a fair chase kill. Right. But you're making it easier for the antis to push their agenda, yep. saying these things are wrong. Look, even one, one group from inside their own community are against it. Right. And that opens up a whole nother door yeah, for them and, to have access to. And just the interpretation on a lot of this stuff, rangefinders. Yep. There's a range finding scopes are no longer allowed. Yep. So if you can hit a button on your scope and it tells you the range, it's no longer allowed. Yep. Now you can come right out of your scope and, and use a rangefinder. Use a rangefinder mm-hmm. and then get right back down in your scope. That's fine. Yeah. But it's not sporting to just have it built into the scope. What does it freaking matter? I mean, honestly, Literally. what does it matter? And it's just, I understand there's a lot of this stuff. We can go down through them. Um, having another person on the other end of a two-way radio or cell phone to locate an animal. No. That goes kind of back to the trail cameras. They're not <laughs> killing that animal for you. I understand that it can be, but I mean, out west, right. you need all the eyes you can get. Yeah. Right. And I think that's aimed more toward them. Right. Um, big game animals cannot be hunted at, at night. Well, that's that goes against all your local game laws. Right. So, yeah, that's a given. Um, the range finders and the rifle scopes are illegal. Using a drone to aid in the killing of an animal, I understand that. Right. I mean, that's not exactly fair. You still have right. to get to it, but it's still not fair. Um, thermal imaging imaging to kill locate and kill a game is not fair chase right um then the trail cameras that have real-time photos real-time response so basically trail camera cell cameras they send it to you right then 
and there's a couple of other ones but those were the and then the gps collars with dogs the they mainly um were focusing on cougars yeah there with the the stuff killed with dogs but that's just Man, it's just it's one right. thing and another, and it just it irritates me to see because the Moon and Crockett right. Club is a big name in the hunting industry, huge name. I mean, and that's a lot of people they they hope one day to see their name in the Pope and Young records or the Boone and Crockett records. Right. I mean, that's just that's their goal. We'll eventually, end up killing a deer in the Boone and Crockett. Now, I would love to kill a deer that would score Boone and Crockett, but whether or not I registered it in the book, I could right. care less. I'm with you. I, I mean, that's a personal goal because we all know Boone and Crockett's 170 inches. Yeah, right. I don't really care if it goes in anybody's book. I just yeah. want it on right. the wall. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. I just want to know that the it's fact done that it, you know that you done it is more than anything. Right. Yeah, but it just it it's irritating that people from the inside of the industry right. are helping fuel this fire right whether they mean to or not that's really what they're doing they're helping fuel the fire yep and anytime that they can see that our own people are going against us they're going to use that as, they're going to kind of pin us right. against ourselves right and, it's just more ammo for them it's just exactly more extra stuff for them to use it's super super irritating can't help it it's well just, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a damn if they ban trail cameras altogether. I'm still going to use the freaking things. I mean, I'm yep. not on here admitting to any kind of poaching or anything no. like that. But trail cam- running trail cameras. There's so much more to running a trail camera than knowing if a deer is at your spot or not. Well, and I just, I like doing it. I enjoy uh, doing yeah. it. I get more enjoyment out of checking my cameras than I do sitting right. there trying to kill one. And I, right. I, yep. me and my dad both feel the same way about that. Because it, I mean, it's something to get the whole family involved to go check a camera everybody gets yeah. excited yeah. to check a camera yeah so to get inventory and see what animals are on your yeah, property it's like its is, own is sport awesome. in itself right. exactly and it's a it is hands down there's nobody can argue that it is the best way to manage a deer herd right has ever been that you yep. you you know what's making the sign you know how old a deer you got from top to bottom you know everything right. about them and i remember when there was we had trail timers, you know, pull a piece of string across and it yep. pulls the cord out and tells you what time something walked through there. It could have been a turkey. It could have been whatever, but those days were totally different, man. I well, mean, and we still have a couple of the old trail cameras that took film. Oh, yeah. It'd take 24 pictures and then you go pull the roll of film out, take it to CVS. Oh, I'm sitting dude. there on pins and needles. <laughs> and I mean, I'm taking them three or four rolls a week. I've still, yeah. I've got a drawer at my mom's old house. And I'm not joking. Hey, if they're hitting 50,000 pictures developed in there, and yep. most of them's the wind blowing a leaf or, yep. you know, something stupid, but it was still exciting whether and, we had yeah. deer or not. Yeah, and the old girl up at CVS, she got to the point, she was excited to see what was on them, too. And, <laughs> like, she was excited for me when I'd come in. She'd be like, no, nah, it's just it. It was something setting the camera off this week, or when they were finally a big deer. She's like, "Oh, you ain't gonna believe this! Look at this!" And she's going oh, through yeah. the. She's like, "Look at this! You look at what you got on your camera." I mean, she was as excited yeah. about it as I was. Right. Me, me and Wiseman used to go to Walmart parking lot. We'd sat there for two hours waiting for them to get it developed, and yep. then not have nothing. But yep, it's totally different now. Yeah, right. I mean, everything's everything progresses with time. If you're right. not going forward, you're going backwards. Yep. And the hunting industry is going to have to be the same way. You're going to yep. have to. Technology is going to improve your odds. Right. But it's also going to improve the way that you can manage your herd. Like you say, just past killing a buck. I mean, managing doe populations. 
taking inventory of the deer population in general, right. seeing where your buck to doe ratio is, seeing how many deer are on a par- property because you have to look, if you're right. a responsible land manager, you have to look at carrying capacity of the property. Right. How many deer your property is going to be able to keep in a healthy state to right. be able to feed and to be able to house. If you don't have enough food on it, you've got too many deer, you're going to end up like that lease in South Carolina yep. where we're going to have to thin the population out because yep. – we're way over carrying capacity. Once yep. you get over carrying capacity, deer start getting sick. Yep. Then you're talking about the spread of disease, and all Which of can these be big time. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about taking out a herd in an entire area. Yep. And all of these things can be prevented by effectively running trail cameras. Right. That's the, that's where it starts. Right. That's where it starts. Yep. And to for them to say. You can't use it anymore. Right. Damn Not you. just cell cameras, yeah. but trail cameras. Just altogether. trail cameras in general. And damn that. Yeah. I mean, I'm that's sorry, just, but ridiculous. I'm sorry, but there's some things that the government don't need to be sticking their nose in. Yep. And once you get past that point, I mean, you got to make a decision for yourself. I know where I would stand. Yeah. If it come to the East Coast, but dealing with stuff here, I mean, you're not. The food sources and the water sources are, are nowhere near as concentrated, so it's it's not as much of an advantage here as it would be out there on water tanks and stuff like right. that. But still, it just it, it's it's worrisome that it started because right. that, that's where you always they always look for that one little foot in the door, and right. then it starts spreading. It's like anything else. Yep. Yep. yep sure does. It, just another way to get started. I've been thinking about this so yeah. much, and it's been bothering me. I'm glad we got yeah. to talk about it on here, but yeah, for sure. And like I say, it just bothers you knowing it could come here. I mean, it, it it's they're already looking at it. I mean, it's already been in multiple articles that eastern states are looking into the data of Utah and Arizona to see how this works, to see how they can implement it here. Well, and what bothers me is the fact that they're. It's almost like they're just looking to in, to interrogate it or to agonize it yeah. to get it started. Well, and what bothered me is if you watch the the coverage of the Utah was the latest person to pass it or latest state to latest pass state, it. Yep. They had a panel. It was six member or seven members and it was a 3-3 three, three tie. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was the last one, he got up and took this whole holier than thou stance about how he's as we as sportsmen should be against this because blah, 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 fucking blah. And it's like, right. dude, get off your freaking high horse. Right. I mean, be honest. I'm better much, than you because yeah. I do it this way. But I want to do it that way. Exactly. Now, bullshit. Exactly. I guarantee you he's used trail cameras just as much as any fucking body else. Well, and I'm. it wouldn't surprise me if you look at his bank accounts and some freaking lobbyist lined yeah. his pockets to vote that way. Yeah. I mean, he can say what he wants to. He's a damn politician. You don't right. trust him. But I mean, look what trail cameras have done for not only for the fact of, of helping a hunter, but for the fact of the economy side of things. Yeah. Look at all these companies that's now started and done and thrived off of it. Yeah. Put Tacticam, for instance. Yep. They had their action cameras, which are great. Like them a lot. But now they have that they have their trail cameras. Revealed. That has yeah. been their money. That has been oh, yeah. their living. By far. They have made way more money off of that than they ever thought about with their action cameras. That's what they're going to live off of from now on. That is their business. Look about how many companies that's going to ruin if they do that too much. Yeah. I mean, it's going to shut them down. Well, and you're you're talking about states' loss of revenue for tax purposes. You're talking about losses of jobs, loss of money off sales tax. It's stuff that they don't think about. They're not looking past the end of their nose. Right. 
which they don't really care because they're right. it's just one more way to attack this industry that they don't like. Right. But there's way more economic, um, I guess, consequences right. that can take effect just past hunters using trail cameras. Right. And it's just one more thing to kind of discourage newer hunters. It's one more piece of regulation for them to have to jump through hoops right. to avoid. And it's just going to discourage them from getting into the sport. Right. I mean, it's like, at this point, why why, why do I even want to try to hunt if I'm going to have to watch myself here and there? And you can't right. do this, you can't do that. Right. I'm going to have to learn all these rules. Damn that, I'll go play golf. Right. Or something like that. And that's what yep. their goal is. That's that's where the end game lies. Right. I think I'll probably run into Yeah, that'll run into the next break. We got a little long-winded yep. on that one. All right, guys, we're going to a break, but we'll be back shortly with Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. Here in the Appalachian Mountains, we are subject to some of the most drastic climate changes anywhere in the country. Whether it's hotter than blue blazes in the summertime or colder than a froze-toed rooster in the wintertime, Carhartt has you covered from head to toe. Visit Carhartt.com and see why they are the official apparel company of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Alright guys, we're back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast and I think we've pretty well covered all those other subjects. We're going to get away from all the drama and all the the bitching and moaning but yeah what do we got coming up for the holler hunter show a bunch we've got season two rolling i mean we've got we're five episodes in we just released the kids fishing day and our trip to are Ducks we five Expo. in yeah that was fit that was five holy cow yeah we're you, moving on you're doing good yeah i'm getting there and i'm i've got two more on the outs i mean ready just nearly ready to be exported gotta knock out some interviews and uh, should be some hitting final touches maybe and, this week Yes, this week for sure. Uh, nice. It, this is going to be a two-parter, the next one is. Yep. Episode six and seven is going to come out probably together, probably one day and then one the next day. Yeah. Uh, we've got South Carolina and Tennessee deer prep. Uh, we go South Carolina and prep all of Shane's stuff, all his field, or his two leases, or the lease, or whatever. Yeah, two leases. Two leases. Yep. And then prep for the Tennessee velvet hunt. Yep which was a last-minute ditch effort, but, <laughs> but hey, it was something. And then we also got coverage of that Tennessee Velvet Hunt. We'll leave that for the episode to see how that goes. But uh, we've got that coming at you, and then right after that, we've got, we're going to go right into our North Carolina prep, yep. which is Shane set up, my set up, and then uh, we also prep for dove season. Yep. Yep. <coughs> You My throat's to, dry. Yeah, I was going to say, you had to wait till we started recording. Yeah, didn't yeah. And uh, then we actually show the duff hunt. Oh, and we show a little bit of our uh, elk hunt with quotation marks <laughs> around it. We uh, take a trip down to Catalucci. And yeah, we were, we were camera hunting on preservation land with no, yeah. with no weapons. Yes. No and weapons. No weapons <laughs> at no all. No weapons. But uh, <clears throat> that'll be interesting. So we've got two episodes coming right up directly yep both of which has some type of hunting involved yep uh like i say the first we'll have tennessee our hunt our tennessee velvet hunt yep and then this the north carolina one will have our dove hunt 
That dove hunt was a lot of fun too. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff there. It and if nothing else, it's a dang good time. Good time to fellowship and hang out. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, that's the reason we do. Ton of shooting and a ton of. Yeah, you don't dove hunt for meat. If you're dove no. hunting for meat, you're wasting you're your time. The, yeah. You're in the wrong game. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. But uh, we got that, and then we're rolling right into legitimate hunting. After that, we've got North Carolina coming. North Carolina week opener coming up, and then bear season. We've yep. got, I think. Between five and seven bear episodes that's going to be coming out, nice. you know, in the next few weeks. Yeah. And if everything goes the way we want it to, so far, so good. We've got the podcast on schedule. Yep. Episodes are coming out every week. Hopefully, we'll have all 25 episodes out by turkey season. <laughs> by turkey season? By turkey season. Sunday. When I say turkey season, I mean by opening a North Carolina turkey season. Our editing staff is going to be busy. Mm-hmm. I've been blistering it. <laughs> I've only stayed, well, I was up till 4 o'clock this morning working on it. So Nice. Is that why I you mean, didn't get here till 11, 30? 100%. <laughs> 45%. 100%. Well, see, I was doing good. I woke up at like 10. I was like, I'm doing good. I'll be there by 11.30. I'll be fine. Got up, thought I was doing good, got out the door. Got ha- Well, I got to the end of Hampton Creek and realized... Dang, I left my camera. <laughs> you remind me of the guys off the movie McHale's Navy. McHale's We've been up since the crack of noon, <clears throat> sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had to run back and get that and come back. But anyways, otherwise everything's on schedule. So we're doing we're doing good. Shoot, yeah. But, uh, well, and the episodes look good. You're doing a good job with them. We're getting there. They, yeah. It's, everyone's getting a little bit better. I'm, I'm excited about the prep videos. They're going to be good. Yeah. And there's a handful of hunting videos this year that's going to be killer. The quality's up editing's gonna be make it's gonna make for really good editing Heck it's gonna yeah. be sweet no thanks to me on the on the killer hunting video part that <laughs> it's all right buddy i got no, you back you had, I, I got no, you back you've got matthew has some sweet sweet footage i might be the killer hunting season pre-roll but that's about it <laughs> hey you had some <laughs> killer stuff and I, i'll be honest with you i kind of fiddled with the ohio stuff and like we mentioned before where matthew went to ohio have that on video and it's actually going to look pretty sweet. It's going to be a pretty, pretty killer video, too. Video. <laughs> pretty killer video. Yeah. Sorry, right. it's you today, not me. Yeah, I'm me all happy. over the place. Now, but, your dad, uh, he killed a deer up my hide. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, it was, we thought it was bigger. Or I did. He sent me a picture on his cell phone, which I should have knew better. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude, it's like 145. And then I got to it, and I was like, mm, it's like 125. But he was pumped, man. That's I mean, awesome. he's 60, 64 and still humping it in there on some public land and i'm i was pumped for him man he was yeah. absolutely tickled to death so it was awesome yeah got the re- got the recovery and stuff so yeah i got the recovery and i got it's gonna uh, be good I, we got a little time lapse of some skinning and the whole nine yards so. it's, it's gonna make yeah. a good episode he's been bragging on your video stuff he said you've you yeah. really took a step forward this year <laughs> yeah he he has some good stuff i'm, I'm excited about it shoot yeah Heck yeah. I wish he could kill a deer. Yeah. <laughs> the only factor we're missing. Yeah. No, it, no, really. It was a really awesome video. We had great video from everybody this year. Yeah. Overall. I mean, yeah. it was. Well, in the bear video, you said it's on another level this year. Yeah. It's way better than last year. I mean, last year we had some pretty good stuff. Interesting stuff. No, this year we, it'll still improve. Yeah. But there's some killer video coming out. Like That's awesome. Yeah, I ain't going to give nothing else away. It's, it's going to be good. It's Shoot gonna be yeah. sweet, but Heck uh, yeah. well, like I say, we've got two coming this week. Prep yep. videos, and then uh, oh, well, one thing we forgot to mention is in that South Carolina, Tennessee prep video, we actually go with Matthew to uh, 
bear proof some deer spots. It's one thing that don't get hit on much. Up in here, when you're prepping for deer, you know, you're baiting or whatever you're doing. Yeah. If you, you've got bear around, you better be on your toes and know what you're doing because that's exactly the bear right. will tear everything apart. Yep. One of the big reasons you can't run tactical reveals wherever you want to because you don't want to trash a $140 camera. Well, I lost <laughs> three of them this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I lost, they weren't all reveals. They were some older cameras, but I did. I lost three cameras this year. To the same bear. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the pisser of it. It was the yeah. same freaking bear tore him up. It's all right. We got revenge on him. He's in the freezer now. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So we got that coming up. And uh, you want to talk about that a little yeah. bit, what you have to do for that? I well, mean, we'll hit on that just a little bit. It, when you go in where I'm hunting, uh, the bear population is kind of crazy. And people don't realize it, but I battle bears almost 12 months out of the year where I'm at, like, for instance, night before last, it was 11 degrees and pouring the snow. Yeah, I had one 300 pounds sitting in front of my cell camera, just eating away. That is ridiculous. Right. Having a big time, but yeah, we uh, as far as trying to prep a spot, you get into uh, mineral licks, like say for instance, a, a trophy rock. If you just put a full trophy rock out, you just gave a bear a toy. Um, yep, I've had numerous <laughs> put them in there. And two hours later, you get a picture of a bear just toting it off. So yep. I finally had to figure out that you got to bust those things up yep. and uh, get them mixed into the ground. If you don't, they're, they're gone. Yeah, that goes for trophy rock or for big and J blocks big or whatever. Oh, yeah. You just got to completely Absolutely. We had smash the, them to death. We had the idea that if we put a big enough mineral block in there, they couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> Whenever I was hunting with one of my buddies up here at Linville. Yeah. So we went and got one that was meant for cattle that was like 75 pounds. Yeah. yeah. And about a week later, we pulled up into the bottom end of the field, and he's like, look, somebody's walking up through the field. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, look, somebody's walking up through the field. And I grabbed the binoculars, and it's a bear walking on his hind legs, and he's got that mineral block hugged up against his chest. And he's walking up through the friggin' woods with it, with it hugged up against his chest, yep. and he'd walk about 50 yards and then drop it. And he'd pant for just a second. And then he'd scoop it back up with his front legs and stand up on his back legs and walk on up through the woods, and he carried that friggin' thing off like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll do it. They definitely he, looks at, he looked at me, it was Brian, and he's like... <clears throat> That's that's retarded. He said, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and when it comes to like uh, say feeders, uh, you'll see in one of the prep videos. I have to put a cable between two trees and get my feeder at least seven, eight feet off the ground. And I mean, it's crazy the amount of stuff I have to go through just to be able right. to try to differentiate feeding and attracting deer versus bear. I mean, it's a right. it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. There's definitely a, a lot to it, a lot yeah. more than what most people get to see. You know, most people don't have that problem here. You definitely got that problem. So oh, yeah. We're going to try to showcase that a little bit. One actually, thing we didn't get to showcase much is actually prepping for bear season. Yeah. You know, you know, here in state of North Carolina, you can legally bait with uh, non-processed baits like uh, corn yep. or peanuts. Or apples. Or apples. Yep. And... Uh, well, all the guys do that. We'll have to do that next year for sure and get into that a little bit more. Yeah, that's... Show what kind of goes into prep there because they not only does it go for prep of the actual bear itself, but the hound side. Yep. We got some training video this year, just not a whole, whole lot. I mean, I'm getting behind, but uh, that's a whole other realm of itself. Yeah. You know, as far as getting your hounds ready and everything. So we'll have to yeah, do that next year for sure. There's a lot more that goes into year. it than just showing up and killing a little <laughs> defenseless animal. Oh, yes. yeah. 
Yeah, that's for sure. Despite what you hear from the other side. Yeah. And but, then uh, uh, next thing on the list is ATA. Yeah, I guess about is the last thing on the right list. now while we're recording this podcast. Yeah, we're right now. And we, we, the we are recording a podcast instead of being at ATA. So yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to be there. And just long story short, well, let's be honest here. I completely forgot about it. It was like two days before, or like three days before. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I've been waiting the whole time. Yeah, I figured that was coming. <laughs> no, uh, uh, John Tate called from uh, Dropped One. He's like, hey, you still going? I said, uh. Going where? Where? I said, ATA. I was like, oh, when is that? Uh, Friday. This is like Wednesday. I'm like, oh, uh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you called me and you're like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go to Louisville? Uh, No. You sure? But no, we had a good opportunity to go there, and long story short, kind of muffed it up. Dropped the ball. Dropped the ball entirely. But I don't have a sound effect for that one. Yep, that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, that definitely wasn't it. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. There's all of our guys are up there. You know, Scent Crusher's up there right now. Yep. Got a great booth set up. Advertisement for all their stuff. And then Federal, uh, NAP Broadheads is out up there having a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're stuck here at the house. Well, I've been following it but, online. Uh, there's a lot of places that show all the new stuff from ATA and stuff. Yep. And where I'm a retailer, I try to follow that stuff as much as possible. But right. I would love to be up there just from the ordering side of it. But Yeah. Um, we do have NWTF show coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yep. In February. That'll be right after the pheasant hunt. So, yep. Uh, That's in Nashville this In Nashville. Year. And Which I'm got, pretty sure we're going to go to. We've already yeah, got yeah, we've everything got lined up. For it so. and everything's good. So. Got a couple if things we've got to do. Yeah, yeah. If you happen to be one of the seven people that watch our stuff and you see us up there, yeah. say hello. Yeah. <laughs> say hello. We will be there. Well, we've got some podcast listeners in Nashville, actually, too. So Heck yeah. if you're in Nashville and you're listening to this, we'll be there. Yep, we will be there. So, And I think that's pretty much it. Whenever what I was coming, yeah, that should carry us on. I mean, yeah. It's been a pretty good podcast. We had a lot to talk. It was it was a uh, ton of information fed in this episode, or a lot to cover. So it was jam packed. But yep. uh, well, since you told me we were going to do this, I've been studying on this a little bit. I done my homework. <coughs> so. But as always, guys, we want to thank you for listening to the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast. Before we go, we want to thank all of our sponsors: uh, Bone Collector, Bone Collector Game Calls, Real Tree, Reveal Game Cameras, Onyx Hunt, Carhartt, Mountaineer Outfitters. Big and J Attractants, NAP Archery, Federal Ammunition, Garmin, Elk River Supply, and Scent Crusher. Thank you guys for everything you do for us, for th- for helping us put the episodes out, the the show out, and being yeah. able to do the podcast and everything. I'm, yeah, I got everything y'all do. Yeah. I got a little, little hung up no, there. No, but, no, no, yeah. no, no. but thank you guys for everything you do. And as always, guys, if you are listening to this, uh, make sure and get on wherever you're listening to it. Like it, subscribe it. Turn on the notifications, ring the bell, hit all the damn buttons you can find. Share it, do anything you can to kind of spread the word. We're going to keep this thing rolling. And like you said, we've got episodes coming out this week, so there's a lot coming down the pipe with us. Yep, ton of stuff coming out. Keep track of social media. There will be more seen there. Again, look, go to our website for the kids' turkey hunt this year. Check that out. All the information is on our website. There is a link for the youth turkey competition. 
And uh, if you want to, go ahead and register there as well. And also for you guys that uh, two podcasts ago when we said the first five to get on there and send us a message, we have not forgot about you guys. We no. will get that rolling here pretty quick. Yep, we will. But uh, I want to thank Matthew. Thank you for coming on with us. Yeah, guys. Uh, we it appreciate was a, it. It was something different for me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this is a good opportunity to talk about some things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, if nothing else, this is a great way for voices to be heard for topics such as such as the trail camera deal oh, and yeah. stuff, you know, it's something we could not really do much. We could potentially put a word in. Well, that's it. I don't know who who's <clears throat> going to listen to us, but you never know. Somebody might stumble across it. And yeah. If nothing else, I'm going to express my opinion. All right. So it's something to do. All right, guys. Well, that'll cover us. But thank you for listening to the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast. Well, they sure as hell know me. In that mad dog town, 65 southbound, in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks on every turn too sharp, like Bodo can generally. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.